Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am GW, and I am the Son of a Preacher. So happy to be talking to you all again today. Dad never brought this particular message to the pulpit. I'm taking the liberty to just put a few thoughts out there and see what I might get in return. I will be basing these thoughts on Dad's favorite verse, John 3:16, which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that anyone who believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That seems like a relatively straightforward verse. It's well-known, often quoted, just as frequently not thought about in a way that would make the Lord happy. So, what are we doing? Let me say this. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what we're doing as a people. I don't know what we're doing as a country. I certainly don't know what's going on as a church or a group of churches who are trying to, to live in a Christian life. But I do know that as I look back on what my dad was teaching in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, well, he was teaching a very simplistic way to worship the Lord. Now, as the time went on, he got more and more focused. Now, focused on preaching about the living God, not preaching about the evils or the sins and how to avoid the sins of the world. I think that he had come to the conclusion as he got older maybe not consciously, but he had come to the conclusion that if you live your life trusting and loving God, and you're going to live your life in a way that you are going to avoid the evils and the sins and the various traps that are out there in the world. For God so loved the world. Now, there's no question in the faith of Christianity that at the center point is our people living a Christian life. It's a solid belief that we have a God who loves the world. We don't need to try to prove the fact that we're here, the fact that we're able to survive on this little blue rock amongst all the other planets in the heavens, of all the different planets that are out there. It's proof to me that God loves this world. So he gave his only begotten son. Now, if you want more proof, there it is. He gave his only son came down, he lived among men, and he died, and he died on the cross, and he rose, and he ascended into heaven. He was a loving God. He is a loving God, a loving God who gave his only son for us and gave us a way to know that we can live eternally in heaven with the Lord. So does that mean that we have to all agree with each other? Well, of course not. But it means to me that I can live with my brethren. And I can live with people who may not agree with everything that I think needs to be done or not done. And I can do that because I know that God loved the world and that he's going to love the world in the future. So right now, it appears, well, at least to me, it appears the world, the entire world is on tenderhooks. It would appear that there would be no chance of coming out the other side of all the conflicts and all the problems that we're having in the world today. If you're a pessimist, this is a really good time for you to be alive. Because 
everything is pointing downward. Everything from our own internal politics, here in the United States, of course, but everything from our own internal politics to the international politics being played out around the world in Europe, in Asia, in the Middle East. I can't think of a problem going on in Australia right now, but I'm willing to bet that if I lived there, I'd be concerned about what's going on in that part of the world too. Now I wonder, I really do wonder, what the people must have or would have thought about the world each decade for the last hundred years. And when you go back a hundred years, you go back to the 1920s. 1920s, just the end of World War I. You had the roaring 20s. The stock market was booming. People were partying. It was an exciting time. Everything seemed to be going in the right direction at that time for the markets, for the world, for the economy, for healthcare, for everything just seemed to be working. But it was the end of World War I, and that was a cruel, cruel war. The way it was fought was, was really, really bad. And then they had the 1930s, and you hit the Great Depression. Stock market crashed. You had the Dust Bowl, worldwide economic chaos. You had the birth of Hitler's Nazi Germany. And then you got jumped into 1940. You had World War II. Then you had the 1940s, World War II. You had war around the world, the birth of the atomic age, and the discovery that we couldn't go back to a simpler way of life. We had to go forward, and we did, to the 1950s, where you have the Korean War, and you had McCarthy trying to go on a rampage about communism, and you had the building of our modern infrastructure, the interstate system throughout the United States, which, interestingly, was modeled on the system of the Audubon from Nazi Germany. Then you had the 60s with Vietnam and the youth of America rebelling against anything that looked like it was from the establishment. I mean, what would they think about what was going on today? Wait a minute. I was a youth in the 1960s, and I'm not real happy about it, and I didn't even rebel that much in then. But I'm, you know, close to rebelling now. But then you had the 70s. And in the 80s, and you had periods of relative peace in the world, but yet trouble spots everywhere. And in the 90s, as we seemed to settle into a world where everyone seemed to be talking about, you know, about the balloon wall had come down, communism and democracy seemed to have leaders who could talk to each other. But then we got to the 2000s, and suddenly we had a war on terrorism. We had worldwide communications that were now commonplace for the individual information flow. That never occurred before. And you get to the, to the now 2020s, and we're right back with major conflicts going on against communism in Europe, major conflicts that appear unavoidable in Asia. You have the internal politics of the United States, which is just as bad in the, as it was in the 1920s with Woodrow Wilson. And a person could argue that the United States' internal politics has been an igniter for some of the major problems in the world today. But throughout all this, I hope that we as Christians always know that we, that we have a faith that God loves the world. Now, I can't change anything. I'm a retired 72-year-old guy who's Days of influence, and that influence wasn't that strong to begin with. 
and it's certainly less now than it was before. But I have faith that God loves the world, and that faith is enough for me. Thank you for listening to this today. May the Lord bless you, keep you in peace. I do want to ask everyone listening to this today to help spread the word about this podcast. Help me continue to keep my father's work for the Lord alive. Please tell your friends and your church groups about this podcast. Share it on social media. Let people know that these inspirations are available. There's a new book available on Amazon titled Throwing Ink. It was a compilation of inspiration based on Dad's work. It was written by me, G.W. Stark. Thanks for taking your valuable time today to listen to the musings of this son of a preacher. I hope the sermon excerpts from 40, 50 years ago proved to be both interesting and insightful. Please subscribe to this podcast. Let your friends know about this opportunity to see how the Bible and the problems of the world remain amazingly constant. New podcasts should arrive weekly, but there is currently a number of podcasts available if you wish to listen more frequently. May the Lord bless you. Keep you in peace.